0: Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a great start to your Tuesday. It is Tuesday, July 6th. I hope that everyone had a nice long weekend. It was enjoyable for me and my family. Hope everybody had a great Independence Day as well. But we're right back to it. And the fun part of it is we are officially in draft season. And that is where the primary focus of our shows are going to be for the month of July. We are officially. Twenty-three days away from the 2021 NBA draft, the Grizzlies have the 17th and the 51st pick. But when we, we what we have seen over the past few years, we know that this Grizzlies front office is very aggressive when it comes to draft night and they've made a lot of good decisions so we're going to break it all down here for you and we have a lot to cover when it comes to many of the prospects that could make sense for the Grizzlies to add on July 29th. Of course you can follow the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats S A C on Twitter. You can find the show wherever podcasts are available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, wherever you choose to listen that's where we will be. In today's show in the first segment, we're going to talk about some of the additional names that have been connected to the Grizzlies when it comes to workouts as well as interviews. And then in the second and third segment, I'm going to give my current top 15 big board when it comes to the Grizzlies pick at number 17, the 15 Prospects. Ranked in order from, you know, makes the most sense in a trade-up to if we get this guy at 17, it may be a bit of a disappointment. That's going to be my top 15 list. We'll discuss that in the second and third segments. My name is Sean Coleman. I've covered the Grizzlies now for a little over three years over at Grizzly Bear Blues. I'm a credentialed media member. have been here as your host on Lockdown Grizzlies for the past 18 months. Love giving you the latest Grizzlies news, insight, perspective, and honest truth. Your Grizzlies every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And also want to remind you of our weekly show on Spotify Greenroom. Every Thursday at 8 o'clock, we do Let's Talk Grizzness, our weekly episode where we talk about all things Grizzlies, but in general, I want to remind you of Spotify Greenroom. If you're someone who's into music, culture, sports, whatever you enjoy doing when it comes to your hobbies and activities, Spotify Greenroom is a great way for you to connect with so many others around the world who enjoy doing the same thing. Spotify Greenroom, go to the App Store, download it, create a free profile Get it on the action when it comes to chats and join us every Thursday night at 8 for Let's Talk Grizzness. But let's get right into it when it comes to the Grizzlies and the NBA draft. So as we discussed last week, or excuse me, actually the week before, we discussed some names that have been connected to the Grizzlies via workouts slash. Interviews during the 2021 NBA Draft Combine, Trey Trey Murphy III from Virginia, Miles McBride from West Virginia, and then Jericho Sims from Texas were the big names that have been connected to the Grizzlies. Now, uh, several of those names, or excuse me, all three of those names are mostly for McBride and Murphy. They're more latter part of the first round, while Sims is more a target towards our 51st pick in the draft. And then towards the end of last week and this weekend, we've seen a few other names added to, you know, being connected with the Grizzlies. You've had Manny Camper, who is reported from uh, the great folks over at Grizzly Bear Blues. Glad to see, you know, them breaking some news when it comes to the Grizzlies from Sienna Chandler Baldwin when it comes to Winthrop. And then a very intriguing, you know, it seems like. Lottery pick, sleeper, whatever you want, well, uh, lottery ticket, not lottery pick, but sleeper type candidate, a rising trendy pick when it comes to draft Twitter, as well as one of the more trendy names in the 2021 draft over the past few weeks, his name is Varenz Bleisenberg. he is an international prospect, 6'10", playmaker, you know, creator, a very, very unique skill set for a player of his size, but those are just some other names that are connected to the Grizzlies. But once again, these names with Valdren and Camper and Bleisenberg, those are more names for players who we can see the Grizzlies connected to maybe in the second round, or exhibit 10 contracts, or two-way contracts, kind of like we saw Killian Tilly and Sean McDermott in last year's draft. But I do think a trend is continuing for the Grizzlies when it comes to what they are looking for Versus what they, it seems to be their three biggest needs are. And that's what, you know, really want to focus on with this segment is, you know, what are the main things that the Grizzlies are looking for when it comes to what they're needing as far as a draft pick, in my perspective, you know, in this draft? Well, you know, the number one thing of all things is a big wing that can shoot. And that really does stand out as a need. We have our roles in our future talents to fill those roles in the backcourt in my opinion in terms of the front court we've got Jaron Jackson Jr we've got Xavier Tillman we've got Brandon Clark under contract we're going to see those roles figure themselves out hopefully next season but the one area where we really don't have a significant Talent with upside moving forward. And this is nothing against Dylan Brooks. He's just more of a two slash three. I'm talking more of a, you know, true three who can also play the four of a lot of times. Hopefully with Jaron Jackson Jr. as time goes on. But that big wing who can also shoot but has upside. To me, that is the top thing that the Grizzlies are looking for. Now, you're seeing the Grizzlies connected to several players who are older in terms of being a prospect. Several of these prospects we've seen them connected to have played multiple years in college. They have been productive. Their two-way productivity is certainly there. But for instance, the name Trey May- or Trey Murphy stands out because he's that 6'9 wing who truly has shown shooting potential. And so that, to me, is why it's intriguing to see the Grizzlies connected to him. You're also seeing that the Grizzlies are connected to many front court talents when it comes to the different players that they're looking to maybe play, you know, be a part of the hustle or maybe be on, you know, a two-way contract or whatever it may be. That's the second need for this Grizzlies team. Beyond a big wing that can shoot with upside, which I think is, is the best combination, a wing who's big with significant shooting potential and all around upside to be a significant player, that's the number one thing that I think is a need for the Grizzlies. But number two is a versatile front court talent. I really think that's what stands out. And the reason why is simply this. You know, we talked about going into the 2020-2021 season. The Grizzlies certainly did. Have a lot of intriguing talent coming into last season. They still do, but that is while a positive, is also a bit of an uncertainty, because the one constant that you have to this Grizzlies team, in terms of, the front court, is Jonas Valanciunas. If there's one player at the front court for the Grizzlies, and if you want to throw Kyle Anderson in there, that's fine. But I'm talking about a true big that can play center for stretches, obviously, the one person who you have a certainty about what he does and what he does well is Jonas Valanciunas. And you only have him under contract for one year. So another big who certainly has an upside, in my opinion, above a Clark or a Xavier Tillman, that makes sense to me as being someone to add for the Grizzlies. So that's the second need, a versatile front court talent. A lot of the guys that the Grizzlies, like I said, have been connected to so far, though they're not talents that are worthy of being connected to that 17 um, pick, there is a trend there where the Grizzlies are really looking at front court versatile talents who can offer two way potential. And I think that there are some and certainly some intriguing prospects who make sense for the Grizzlies in this draft at that number 17 spot. And then the third one. Besides a big wing that can shoot with upside and a front co- a versatile front court talent, is a secondary playmaker. You know that you've got Jaw as your main playmaker, but the Grizzlies really could use a secondary playmaker. Whether it's in the mold of a player who's of a similar size to De'Anthony Melton, but is much more prone and and productive at handling the ball, or perhaps even a bigger guard slash wing who one of the key strengths of that guard slash wing is handling the ball and playmaking. That could be a significant addition to this Grizzlies team because, once again, the two players that we saw get the biggest runs besides Ja at handling the offense, at being the floor general, were Tyus Jones and Justice Winslow. Both of those players struggled last year. I did a show about them a, a few days back talking about how both of them struggled last season and you don't really know if the Grizzlies are going to want to commit the money to them that you know they're committed to right now you've got nine million already given to Tyus Jones going into next season you're coming up on a decision of whether or not to pay Justice Winslow 13 million but you have a lot of questions up in the air about what those two players can do and if those are your two best options after John Morant to be your ball handler That leaves you in kind of a flux when you've got to sit John Morant, because John Morant, you know, that's a player that you, you know, at times want to monitor his minutes. So the Grizzlies do have to have a secondary option when it comes to ball handling. They certainly, Tyus Jones certainly is trustworthy when it comes to being a floor general, not necessarily outside of that. Does he really add value anywhere? You hope his shooting comes back. But my main point is when it comes to that ball handling playmaking option, After this season, the Grizzlies really don't have that secondary ball handler slash playmaker to kind of alternate things when you want to take the ball out of Jaws' hands or when he is sitting. There are a few guards at that 17 pick or in general in the draft who you really could see as options for the Grizzlies as a secondary playmaker slash ball handler for the future for this Grizzlies team. So a big wing that can shoot with upside, a versatile big that can offer two-way potential, and a secondary ball handling slash facilitator slash playmaker who either is a guard or a wing, those are really the three areas where the Grizzlies should focus on, in my opinion, when it comes to the picks that they have in this draft. But especially at number 17, there's so many different ways that the Grizzlies can go. I'm going to offer my Top 15 big board as to the talents that I would feel make the most sense for the Grizzlies to go after. None of them, in my opinion, would be a disappointment, but certainly some more than others would certainly be a home run, in my opinion, when it comes to the Grizzlies. We'll be right back. Before we get into the Grizzlies' top 15 options, in my opinion, that make sense at pick 17 or above if they decide to trade up or back if they decide to trade back, The big thing is, is that having so many options and none of them really being a disappointment, despite who's chosen, is a great position to be in. But that's the position you actually can be in any day of the week when it comes to adding a healthy and tasty snack. To your daily routine. And that's what you get when you want to trust Built Bar. The best protein bar out there on the market. Whenever it comes to your daily routine. If you want to add a a snack that tastes great and adds healthy benefit. You can add Built Bar in the morning for breakfast. Have it in the afternoon as a snack. Before or after a workout. You go to BuiltBar.com and and put in the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. But you also have over 18 different flavors to choose from. You can't go wrong. No matter what. Preference your taste buds had. Again, go to buildbar.com. Put in the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order from BuildBar. On today's road to the finals, our NBA finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. That's correct. It's finally time for the NBA finals, and it's brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all the enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Coming up on tomorrow's Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we're going to start off Our draft profile, it was one of the favorite stretches of last season that I enjoyed doing, getting to break down these prospects, and we're going to start our prospect profiles off right, and we're going to start it off with Gonzaga's Corey Kispert. That is correct, a name that has been connected with the Grizzlies, a name that a lot of people mentioned throughout the season. Man, if we could get Kispert on the Grizzlies, it would just make a ton of sense. A perspective, in my opinion, is certainly that it's not changed now that we're into the offseason, but is he the most, is he the best prospect for the Grizzlies to go after? I certainly can see a case of him being the most logical, but is he the best? We'll look into that, but first, before we get into the specific prospect profiles, I want to give you my current top 15 big board for the Grizzlies when it comes to their first round pick. Now, I had mentioned in the first segment, from home run, from absolute home runs to disappointment. I don't think any of these 15 names are a player. I don't think on this list is a player that Grizzlies fans should in any way think negatively about the Grizzlies potentially adding in the draft. I just think that some names are more exciting and some names certainly check more boxes than others. But right now, here's my top 15 players when it comes to the Grizzlies picking at number 17. and number 15 on the list. Now, not only picking at number 17, but trading up, trading back. Here are the top 15 players I feel the Grizzlies makes the most sense for the Grizzlies with their first round pick. At number 15, Usman Garuba, the international prospect that's been connected with the Grizzlies quite a bit. A very experienced player at his age and a very successful player in some of the best leagues around the world besides the NBA. Also, Some are calling, potentially having the highest upside as a defender of anybody in this draft, but there's not much faith right now that he's going to be a significant offensive contributor early in his career, and he may never reach that. I think the Grizzlies should go with offensive upside more than defensive upside, so that's why I have Garuba at number 15. Speaking of offensive upside, at 14, I have Trey Mann, and Mann certainly has plenty of offensive upside when it comes to his game. But is he someone that has upside defensively? I don't, know. I don't necessarily know if it's significant. I also don't know if he's someone that really is going to f- check a lot of the boxes when it comes to fits. You've already got D'Anthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain long term. Man may have more offensive upside than any of those players, but in terms of the two-way and across the board debil- uh, 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 development as being a contributor across the board, I don't know if Man offers that to the level the Grizzlies are really looking for. So I put him at number 14. And number 13, I put Chris Duarte. A little bit of the opposite when it comes to Man. You've got the across the board contributions. You've got the two-way production, but you also have a player who is one of the older prospects in this draft. He, Duarte, probably fits the profile more than anyone on this list of what the Grizzlies have focused on in past drafts, but in a draft that's defined by its upside, I don't necessarily know if it makes sense to pick Duarte over other players who are significantly younger and, in my opinion, may have significantly higher upside. If the Grizzlies feel Duarte is a player on the level of turning into a Malcolm Brogdon-type value And number 17? Do it all day without hesitation. I just don't know if he makes the most sense at his age. Number 12, I put Alperin singing. The reason I put Alperin Singen at number 12 is because of the fact that I feel the upside and value that would be there at picking him at 17 in terms of those perspectives, it's certainly there. And I do think that he has the potential to be a long-term 1-2 combination with Jaron Jackson Jr. that makes you okay with moving on from Jonas Valanciunas. But does he fit as well as others do when it comes to the Grizzlies? And does he offer as much potential to be a guy that you can fit in many lineups in high leverage and playoff situations? I I don't necessarily know. That's for time to tell. But with him being a center prospect, I think other players with similar upside, you may value them more if they play the wing position. And I think that's why Singham comes in at number 12. At number 11 is one of those type of players. If you want to talk about a player with multiple specific skills that check the box for the Grizzlies, it is Trey Murphy from Virginia. A player who has both above average projection as a three-point shooter and a defender and does it in a nine body. That's a wonderful addition to this Grizzlies team. The thing is, though, is that outside of simply shooting the three and defending, there's not a lot of playmaking. There's not a lot of other across-the-board upside with Murphy at this point in time there's also not much shot creation in terms of what he could do there's some but maybe not as much as you have with others so at number 11 you do have a bit of some some upside to buy into and he certainly is that 3 and D type big wing that the Grizzlies should be focusing on in my opinion but the lack of upside elsewhere puts him at number 11 on my list Number 10, you've got Jaden Springer, one of the youngest players in this draft, and certainly someone who, like Murphy, checks some boxes for the Grizzlies. He's got upside as a playmaker. Good upside as potentially being an above-average defender, and decent to good upside as a shooter. The thing about it is with Springer is this, is that I don't think that he fits that box as well as a few others do, as being the long-term complement for Ja Morant I th- to play on the court at the same time as Morant. I think that Springer is more of that investment that you make as having that secondary ball handler and creator that you really feature when Jaw is off the court. I think that you should put more emphasis on players you could play with John Jaron instead of a player like Springer, who probably offers more immediate upside as being a backup to Jaw. So again, Springer certainly has the upside and value to make him a sensible pick at 17. I just don't know if the fit that others could offer is there with Springer. That's why he's number 10 on my list. And at number nine is Kai Jones a lot like Springer. He's a front court version of Springer in terms of the fact that in terms of upside and value at number 17, you have no issue at all taking Kai Jones. The what the intriguing potential, the, the jaw-dropping potential that is there with Kai Jones and Jaron Jackson Jr as a 1-2 combination in your front court going forward is absolutely spectacular. The potential is absolutely outstanding. But do you value that over once again a wing who offers similar upside. I don't know. I do, or excuse me, it's not that I don't know. It's that, in my opinion, I think that a true wing would be more valuable than someone like a Kai Jones, especially a wing that has good shooting upside. Jones certainly offers good shooting upside for a big, but at the end of the day, I think a wing should be a bit more of a higher preference, though overall, you have no issue, like several of these prospects that I mentioned, you're certainly pleased if you get Kai Jones as being that pick at 17. A lot of these players, in my opinion, especially Springer and Jones, these are the type of players that if the Grizzlies were to stay at 17, those two are the ones that you simply are are, are perfectly fine taking and excited about their potential, regardless of how the draft board falls. That's the type of upside they have. But when it comes to checking the boxes of upside, as well as filling skill sets that the Grizzlies need and positions on the roster that the Grizzlies need, there are several other players who I think are a bit higher than the ones that I mentioned. Coming up, I'm going to talk about the top eight players on my current top 15 big board that really makes sense for the Grizzlies to target on draft night. I talked about it several times in June, and for good reason. But the month of July is finally here, and if you're someone that enjoys wagering and betting on sports, it's one of the more active months that you should be having. With all that's on the docket when it comes to the sports world, the NBA play, the NBA Finals, the NHL playoffs, which are in full sw- or NHL finals, which are in full swing, the MLB All-Star Game, the MLB trade deadline, the MLB and NBA draft, as well as the 2021 Summer Olympics. So many enjoyable things to look forward to. And if you enjoy wagering and betting, there's one place that has you covered, and that's BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting new needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50 Percent welcome bonus again using the promo code LOCKED ON on your first deposit. Bet online. Visit betonline.ag today. Starting July 19th, the ultimate mock draft 2021 is here presented by Locked On and Odyssey. Featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA mock drafts, Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough are locked on NBA local experts will make selections for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Welcome back to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. So we've talked about the first seven players on my top 15 big board for the Grizzlies. At number 15, I had Usman Garuba. At number 14, I had Trey Mann. Number 13, Chris Duarte. Number 12, Alperin Singen. Number 11, I had Trey Murphy. Number 10, Jaden Springer. And number 9, Kai Jones. Again, any of these players... You would certainly see a lot of logic, and you should feel excited that the Grizzlies were to add them. But I simply think that the players that are in my top eight, many of whom the Grizzlies are going to have to trade up for, these are more of the home run swings that check a lot of boxes for the Grizzlies moving forward. And number eight, in my opinion, is the player that probably has the highest upside not only in terms of his potential, but also in terms of checking so many boxes. If you want that big wing shot creator, this is the guy, in my opinion, that really stands out as having that high upside. The thing about it is, you also have a long-term project, more than likely. He's more of a project than many others on this list. His name is Zaire Williams from Stamford. Just a big wing With a ton of shot creation potential overall as a shooter, could be a plus defender, could be several different things. And I think the Grizzlies coaching staff is one of the better places for Williams to land that could offer upside that you're looking for. But when it comes to Williams, I just truly feel that when it comes to the number 17 pick, he's the pure upside swing that This Grizzlies team should go after, especially in terms of him feeding the need that you have long term, many of the skill sets that you need long term. I think Zaire Williams makes a ton of sense, especially if the Grizzlies were to stay at number 17. Another player that makes sense if he were to slip a bit in the draft, though I think it's a bit hard to see that with how much hype he's been getting lately, is Australia's got Josh Giddy at number seven. Now, the shooting and the defense. Probably are not as much there right now as you see in other prospects. But the feel, the basketball IQ, and of course the playmaking at his size is highly intriguing. You want a player that paired with John ja Moran? Certainly, there should be a bit of concern when it comes to the long-term shooting. But the overall offensive creativity that could be there to make this offense very hard to stop as a secondary facilitator to play next to John Jaron, I think that's there with Josh Giddy. He comes at number seven on my list. And number six is Jalen Johnson. Now, there's not as much certainty on and off the court with Jalen Johnson as there is with many of the prospects I've already mentioned. But the upside is there. And the fact that it comes in a big wing like Jalen Johnson is, I think is what makes him make sense for the Grizzlies. I think in terms of players that could slip in this draft, that you just, if you're the Grizzlies, you simply, simply stop the slide because of their upside at number 17 and it being a value, a clear value at that spot, Jalen Johnson is that player. I do think that the Grizzlies have shown they can ta- they, they're can they okay taking a bit of a chance on players with significant upside. And I think that Jalen Johnson certainly fits that bill. Plus, you got plenty of Duke connections as well. But a big wing with playmaking ability who can offer good two-way potential, Jalen Johnson fits all those boxes in terms of his long-term projection. He makes sense for the Grizzlies. And he's number six on my big board. Number five, we're getting into the top five. Michigan's Franz Wagner. Now, if the Grizzlies were to trade up for him, you're not necessarily disappointed. It's fine, especially if it's in the late lottery. I don't think that Wagner has the significant, like, Elite is a bit of a strong word to use in this area of the draft, but I don't know if Wagner offers the ability to just have one singular skill that he clearly is a difference maker in at the NBA level. I do think, in my opinion, he has one of the more certain high floors on this list, and he's someone that can offer a lot of value as a defender, as a three-point shooter. He basically, in my opinion, is similar to Trey Murphy, in terms of he may not have as high of a projection as a three-point shooter, but in my opinion, does have significantly more upside as an across-the-board contributor, especially as a playmaker. Franz Wagner comes in at number five on my list. Number four is Keon Johnson. Now, he's neither a big wing, nor does he offer the shooting projection that some of these other players do. So why is he at number four on my list? Because if you draft Keon Johnson, With the natural athletic ability that he has, the natural ceiling that he has as a defender, and in my opinion, what he can do with his athleticism due to his IQ, if in any way, shape, or form, you can help Keon Johnson develop a shot, he has the highest potential of anybody on this list in terms of a player that could be a long-term backcourt fit for John Morant. And not only a backcourt fit for John Morant, but one that complements him so well as a defender, as a shooting option, and as a partner in transition. Keon Johnson at number four on my list. He's someone also I think could slip a bit, so you really couldn't buy into his upside late in the lottery. Number three, the guy that I've called perhaps the most logical fit for the Grizzlies, is Corey Kispert. Not only do you have a Desmond Bain-type ability to shoot, at number at, at a wing position, you may even have a bit more resourcefulness than Desmond Bain. And imagine being able to see Taylor Jenkins utilize those type of shooting talents for 25 to 30 minutes a game, especially 10 to 15 minutes together on the court. That's so exciting for a team like the Grizzlies who have needed shooting for so long. And if you start to see some of these international prospects taken in the lottery. A few upside players take him before Kispert. You see him fall in that 14 to 15 range. Yeah, he makes perfect sense for other teams as well, but that's really where the Grizzlies can move. And if the Grizzlies can make a move up to maybe 13 or 14 and get Kispert and pay the right price to do it, it really could be one of the more valuable moves of the night. So Corey Kispert comes in at number three. Number two, James Booknight. Now, I don't necessarily know if Booknight is the, he's not the big wing that we're discussing. He also, in my opinion, may not be as accurate of a shooter as Corey Kispert would be. But I do think that in terms of shot creation, I think that Book Knight may have one of the bigger, or maybe one of the more resourceful shot creators in this draft. And I'm not going to say he's the best shot creator in this draft, but getting that potentially in the late lottery versus in a top five pick That's a big value swing, and I think it makes sense for the Grizzlies to potentially go up and get him. I don't have that much separation between Keon and Kispert and Booknight, but just in terms of what the Grizzlies need, and I think that it's shooting and shot creation, that's one skill they should highly preference in their upside investment through this draft. I think Booknight offers intriguing, intriguing upside in both those areas. He makes sense as a trade-up target for this Grizzlies team. Number one on my big board is Arkansas's Moses Moody. And it's simply because he checks the most boxes and he checks most of those boxes with significant upside. The big wing, it's there. The long wingspan to be a valuable to above average defender, it's there. The ability to shoot the three in an elite level, it's there. Is the shot creation there? There's at least some potential for it to be there. But there's significant upside in him as a 3 and D player. And I do think that he's the type of player that this coaching staff could really mold into being that third piece to this Grizzlies team that could really create the foundation with John Jaron as a sustainable winner and hopefully a future contender. We talk about for a small market team that the Grizzlies really, really could benefit from finding that third true significant difference maker, especially at the wing position, I feel that in terms of the players that they sensibly could trade up for, no player offers more potential to be that than Moses Moody. He's been number one on my list as an overall target for the Grizzlies, either at 17 or trading up for quite a while. If the Grizzlies were to walk away with Moses Moody on draft night, and they didn't have to just overpay to do it, that would get me more excited than any other outcome from this draft. That's how much I believe in Moses Moody, and that's why he's number one on my list. So a fun list, right? A fun big board to talk about when it comes to the Grizzlies. Several players, none of which are disappointed if the Grizzlies were to land, but some that are more exciting than others and check more boxes than others. A fun top 15. Just to review, number 15, Usman Garuba. Number 14, Trey Mann. 13, Chris 13, Chris Duarte. Four, at number 12, Alfred Singit. Number 11, Trey Murphy. Number 10, Jaden Springer. Number 9, Kai Jones. Number 8, Zaire Williams. Number 7, Josh Giddy. Number 6, Jalen Johnson. Number 5, Franz Wagner. Number 4, Keon Johnson. Number three, Corey Kispert, two, James Booknight, and one, Moses Moody. That is my current top 15 big board of the most sensible targets for the Grizzlies to go after with their first round pick. Any of them, you would be excited to see the Grizzlies get, and though it may take a trade up for them to get a player in the top six or seven on this list, I truly do feel that from 15 to one, you scale up. In terms of more boxes being checked for the Grizzlies, more areas of need being addressed for the Grizzlies, and overall more upside being addressed for the Grizzlies as you go up this list. Really excited to see some of these names connected with Memphis over the next few weeks and really excited to get into some prospect profiles on nearly all of them or all of them as time goes on, if time permits. Really looking forward to breaking down why each of these prospects makes sense for Memphis. And that starts tomorrow. We'll do our first draft prospect profile on Gonzaga's Corey Kisper. Make sure to join us then. Check us out over at Locked On Grizz on Twitter. Myself at stats.sac. My name's Sean Coleman. As always, it's a pleasure to be with you. Hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast.